Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, and this is episode 56, Embracing Intuition and Unveiling Inner Magic with Emma Andrews. Tap into your intuition and unleash your creative potential. What this episode will do for you is help you unlock your intuition to learn how to tap into your innate intuitive abilities and unleash your creative potential. Overcome limiting beliefs by discovering practical strategies to break free from self-imposed limitations that hinder your personal and professional growth. Learn about meditation for creativity and explore the role of meditation in enhancing your creativity and intuition. Emma Andrews shares insights on how meditation can help you access your inner wisdom. Learn to embrace your inner artist. Recognize that creativity is not limited to a select few. Everyone possesses creative potential, and Emma explains how to harness this creativity in a business context. And transform your motivations by understanding the importance of shifting your motivation from fear-based thinking to passion, joy, and alignment with your authentic self. But before we dive more deeply into this episode, in case you're new here, consider that I created the Thought Leadership Studio podcast to help listeners improve their thought leadership skills. So whether or not you consider yourself a thought leader at this point, consider that I've come to the conclusion that the practice of strategic thought leadership is now fundamental to effective marketing and helpful in any area of positive influence. It's about leading an audience to embrace a unique perspective that gives them more value. So this podcast is designed to provide an accelerated training process for which I use my expertise in design human engineering, neuro-linguistic programming, systems thinking, and game theory to create a condensed form of learning and I recommend repeated listening for optimum empowerment. And an important part of this is having models of excellence for which I provide interviews of people who excel in one or more areas relevant to strategic thought leadership. And if you're listening on an app, make sure you visit the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. It's linked in the episode description for a summary of the episode with a curated transcript, a story and images, and additional resources and offers, such as the free Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership, free PDF guide, and a free 30-minute brainstorming or discovery session with me in which we can address your thought leadership specifically. So in this episode, we meet Emma Andrews, 
and learn about revealing the magic within. Emma's a skilled intuitive coach and she embarked on a life-altering journey of self-discovery, ultimately unlocking the extraordinary power of intuition and inner magic. Over a span of more than a decade, her transformative odyssey involved a profound shift towards prioritizing her own needs, fostering a deeper connection with her body and emotions, and harnessing the latent potential of her own intuitive gifts. Now, her unique journey has equipped her with the expertise to guide others on their path to discovering and nurturing their intuitive abilities. Through her program, The Intuitive Method, offered both as an online coaching course and one-on-one sessions, she empowers individuals to tap into their intuitive potential. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. Thought Leadership Studio. So I'm your host, Chris McNeil with Thought Leadership Studio, and I'm sitting here with Emma Andrews, who does intuitive training work. Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Uh, Great to have you. So how do you teach intuition? And was there a pivotal moment? We like to talk about pivotal moments. Was there a pivotal moment that led you into doing this kind of work? Yes, absolutely. Um, So I grew up um, highly sensitive, you know, highly empathetic. I I could sense how other people were feeling and um, I was always trying to make them feel better. So I came from this background of being highly empathetic and people pleasing. Um, but I didn't consider myself an intuitive and I didn't know what intuition was um, until I had some amazing experiences um, connecting with my intuition and having that the information that I got confirmed over and over and over again. Um, and And the reason that I'm so passionate about teaching intuition and working with intuition is because Everyone has intuition. It's not a gift for a few people. It's for every single person. It's an important part of being human. And the way that we can connect with our intuition is by becoming present and connecting with our um, highest good. So connecting with like a feeling of safety and creating a feeling of safety for ourselves um, is, is a really essential point and then whatever practice you have whether it's meditating clearing the mind doing exercises that let go of your mental information and your thoughts what that does is it creates space for inspiration innovation creativity new insights to flow into your awareness now a great example i like to give is like if you're trying to figure out a problem and you just can't find the solution maybe it's interpersonal that happens a lot with businesses where you just can't see eye to eye you can't get on the same page um and you just can't find that solution but then maybe you go for a bike mountain bike ride or you go on a walk 
And all of a sudden, it doesn't feel like a problem anymore. The solution presents itself to you or a, a new avenue or a new path comes into your awareness. And the reason why that happens is because you've created space away from your thoughts and created space for that intuitive guidance to flow in and give you those answers. Interesting. And in, um, in my world, sometimes we would call that the distinction between conscious processing and working with the unconscious mind, creating space for the unconscious mind to release things to us. Does that make sense? Totally. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the way I understand it is that that unconscious mind, it's also connected to an entire web of life and energy. So we're not just bringing forward insights and inspirations that are from our ourselves, right? It right. comes, inspiration comes from other, um, from, from, it's just in amounts that we could have never dreamed and, and from outside of us too, we can let that in to bring that inspiration and creativity. And we can be a sort of channel for, for, um, yeah, this innovation and creativity. Like when you see artists, um, really amazing artists or musicians, they'll often say, it's not, you know, it's not all coming from me. I connect into this flow state. I connect with this unconscious place and the, this, this genius or this, um, yeah, this in, immense uh, work comes through me and comes through my, uh, my body and, and into my present life. That makes a lot work. of sense to me from the standpoint of Jungian psychology as well, where he made distinction between the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious and the ability to tap into what he called archetypes. It, some might also call immutable principles, you know, timeless aspects of quote ourselves, but our greater selves that are outside of the ego. And it really seems to be a common thing for great artists to say things like that. Like the, the song just came through me. I can't claim that I wrote it because it was outside of that part of myself I would call the ego. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to share with your listeners is that they're all artists <laughs> and they're all intuitive, right? This, that, that, that creativity that's here for all of us. And a lot of us, we get told these stories like, oh, you're not good at this or you're not, you know, you're not an artist or you're not creative. And then we live in that reality that we're not. And that's such a lie. Every single person is an artist and is creative and has that intuitive connection. That's a part of being human. So in a business context, when you're wanting to, when you're creating a business, that's creativity, right? Like you're oh. creating something in the world. Um, you're ma manifesting something in the world that wasn't there before. Well, creativity is one of the highest prized assets in executives now is on the front cover of both Inc. Magazine and Success Magazine how highly prized the asset of creativity is now in business. But you, you mentioned a minute ago about how people can limit themselves based on maybe belief systems. Like they had a, a um, music teacher in a second grade who told them they weren't musicals. So now they adopt this belief system that they're not creative. And you work with right. 
on accessing their intuition, their inspiration, their creativity, their muse. How do you work with people to overcome these kinds of belief systems? It's a really awesome question, Chris. The, well, it's, it's a, a, a quite a process, right? You have to, you have to step towards this direction, step towards this new way of being in the world that you want. You have to want to change. You have to want to change your mindsets on things. You have to want to live in a better way, right? And, and, and be um, more aligned to, to you. Because all of us, and all of us have to walk this path. I mean, 99% of the world has to walk this path. It's a part of growing up. When we, when we become aware of how much of who we are is conditioned and, and get curious about where our authentic selves are and our, our authentic passions, our authentic desires. And the most successful businesses in the world are the ones that are are the people that are aligned with that passion. They've aligned their passion and what they truly love with service for the world, right? With offering that for the world. So, those are the most. So those are the most, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'll interrupt you. We got a little bit of a voice lag um, over the over Zoom for some reason. Uh, but part of it, in my understanding, is you're saying that it's about wanting to step outside of your quote former self because you see the limitations and your in self-imposed limitations so to speak and self-imposed belief systems or belief systems we picked up about our limitations that may block us from getting aligned with that inner creativity that's interesting that's right. yeah you have to want to change because also the change it's it's going to be a little disruptive right um getting curious about who you are because well perhaps you might you might discover you want to be a musician or that you love music and and that that might be uncomfortable because your whole life you've been told oh you're a you're a writer and you need to just write and you're in a job where you write all the time but you're not happy and so if really opening your eyes and seeing what's going on um, in your life, that can be scary for a lot of people. So the, so that's why, you know, and it makes total sense, but that's why the first thing is wanting that change is, is having that desire to discover more about yourself and to, um, align with, uh, your true passions. Okay. Well, and, and suppose someone does that, the aligns with their true passion, something wakes up in them. You maybe think of the hero's journey. Model. Yeah, exactly. Say that of the leaving the ordinary world, uh, and and yeah. and a herald usually calls you. So maybe something happens where somebody says, "Hey, you, something you need to answer this higher calling." Or maybe that yeah. small voice within is kind of an inner journey too, isn't it? And you leave the ordinary world in exchange for the magical world, and you overcome these guardians of the threshold. So who would be That's the right. guardians of the threshold in accessing our intuition? And how would we come them? I, I love that uh, metaphor. I'm just imagining Bilbo, like leaving the Shire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was a great hero's journey type story. Yeah, leaving the Shire. That, so that's the feeling, right? Of stepping out into the unknown that that like, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who I'm going to be without all of these constructs of, of stories that people have told me that I've told myself is who I am and what I care about. 
So as you go on the journey, well, one thing that I one thing that I think might be interesting for your listeners to get curious about is their motivations behind the things they do and behind their business. And this is a really good step to start to a good path to start to walk and practice to have because your motivations behind things are always going to reveal those blocks that you have in your path. So a lot of people live most of their lives um, being motivated by fear and how that feels is like, I need to get that promotion because I'm not enough, right? I'm not deserving of love. I haven't done enough. This place of lack and scarcity. Um, and if we can recognize that, if we can see, you know, it's not about changing things at first. It's just about noticing like, oh, I'm working myself so hard today. What's my motivation for that? What's my motivation for working till 10 p.m.? Is it because I'm really excited and passionate or is it because I'm afraid that I'm falling behind? If we can recognize that, then we can shine a light on that area and, and begin to heal those places that perhaps um, uh, are calling out for our attention, right? Because if we want to channel beautiful intuitive information, we have to be able to, to be grateful for the moment that we have and feel the love in the moment that we have right now. One of the most important things about connecting with your intuition is being able to raise your vibration. And what that is, is going on that mountain bike ride or going on that walk, right? Connecting with things that make you feel good and allowing yourself to feel good in the moment. So if we quite start questioning our motivations behind things, then we can start to imagine, okay, if I was motivated by passion, by excitement, by joy, what kind of things would I do? And what would that feel like in my life? Oh, that's an awesome question to ask. And I imagine asking that question for a lot of people would bring up facing these obstacles within themselves. And that's the first part of overcoming those obstacles, isn't it? And I imagine meditation yeah. could play a big part in that and just seeking that quiet space inside yourself and being centered on that. What do you think about meditation as a practice for people wanting to enhance their creativity? Absolutely. Absolutely. Meditation is an awesome gateway and meditation was my gateway to intuition. That's how I discovered my intuition was I was practicing meditating. I was practicing being present in my body and letting the thoughts pass and not attaching to them. And that's when I began to notice that there was another voice behind my thoughts, right? There was me, really, truly Emma, right? Sitting behind, observing the thoughts. And there was a voice there that was really so loving and giving me really amazing guidance for my life, decisions to make for my life. So, so meditation, I highly recommend. And if, if anyone's listening has tried meditation and it hasn't worked for them, I would encourage them to try again, but let go of that idea that meditation has to be still and quiet because a lot of people, especially a lot of people who are probably listening to this are really active, um, <laughs> go-getters, thinkers, right? They need a lot going on. They need that stimulation. And so just being like, oh, I just have to sit and be quiet and my thoughts go away. We can feel like, oh, I failed, right? <laughs> we can become really critical. Like I can't do this meditation thing. My brain is always going. Um, when you're not failing at all. And, and the way I like to meditate is with moving. So I'll, I'll sit in a quiet place, but if I need to move, I'll move or stretch 
or, you know, you know, I'll go sit outside in the sun and, and stand and have my eyes open or closed. So pay attention to what your system needs. Um, and don't be afraid to move and don't think you're failing. If you have lots of thoughts that are in there all the time, um, that's just a part of it. And when we slow down and notice them, sometimes we can be like, holy shit, <laughs> this is a lot. This is right. a lot. All oh. day with all this going on, this is crazy. And we can be like, okay, too much. Take a break, right? Um, but just stick with it and be patient. And, and just noticing it's a lot, is that's a win. That, and that's a successful meditation. If you can just notice the thoughts that are coming in and how it makes you feel. It remind me of something I read one time about meditation, not necessarily being about being in that total quiet place, but training yourself to notice when you're not and just gradually growing in your awareness of your internal dialogues. And just by, instead of trying to shut it down, then you got one voice saying, be quiet over there to the other voice. Now you got two of them going on. Um, instead, just accept it but be aware of it and by being aware of it and watching it to gradually dissipate yep well it, it might not gradually dissipate and that can freak people out at first well through practice it will become quieter but the problem and what can be tricky for people and this will help bring some clarity so our mind our mental thoughts are really loud and they're really emotionally charged and so if we, if we never learn any different, we think that we have to believe all of our thoughts and we have to um, like uh, value them and like uh, move from them, right? Mm -hmm. So say we're having thoughts like I need, to, I need to write that email or I need to go to this, I need to connect with this person, I need to do this, I need to do this. So that, that um, there's an emotional charge there, right? Of like... Uh, uh, worry or fear, like I have to go do this. There's like a time limit to it, right? That's mental thoughts. There's, it's all, they're always fear-based and they're really, really loud. So meditating, it would be amazing if you're going to try meditating, just notice that the, the loudness and the density of those thoughts and see if you can sort of let them pass. And it, there might be a steady stream of them and it might not let up but just see if you can let them pass without attaching to them or believing them or feeling like you have to jump up and go do the thing it's telling your brain is telling you to do. So separating. Yeah. It's about separating and it's about yeah, separating like, and having power over yourself. So many of us are just um, at the mercy of our minds and at the mercy of our, our thoughts. And, and it, so your brain is controlling you and it doesn't need to be that way you can be in control. Your authentic self can be in control and say, oh, honey, I know you're worried about that, but it's okay. We'll get to it. I'm going to connect in with what I really need right now um, or, or what's the best decision to make. I know you're saying, you're saying I need to do X, Y, and Z, but I know that I don't need to do that. And I know there's no rush, right? That's an example of how our brains really lie to us is we feel like there's a rush, but we might know there's not a rush, but how can we feel like there's a rush? That's the lie that our brains are telling us. So it's so like, is, is, it like being, is it like being in a hurry to get to that point in the future where I can live in the present? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're always in this hurry, but when that moment comes, it's never going to come, right? Yeah, because we're, we're, we're in the habit, you know, at that point. <laughs> right, right. So, so making that moment happen now, mm -hmm. um, and 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 letting those thoughts pass, and then you'll be able to notice a subtler voice, a softer voice. So your intuitive voice is emotionally neutral and it's really soft and quiet. So your brain is gonna be yelling at you, hey, you're missing out, you're doing terribly, you're failing, do this, do this. Your brain's gonna be screaming that at you, but your intuition is gonna say, hey, remember that person you met the other day? Like, maybe you should reach out. You could if you want to, you know? You know, it's really subtle, but it's going to give you that like little guidance. You know, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night or, or in the morning with like, oh my gosh, yeah, I should do that. Or gosh, that's a great idea. Or, you know, with that insight and inspiration, that's because your brain has been in a theta state, which is the state that we, when we connect with our intuition, we're more open to it. Um, so, so, so it's really a valuable thing to be able to come out of that activation mm -hmm. and being that I keep wanting to say like a slave to our minds coming well, out of that place just to per giving yourself permission to take a break from the grind whether that's internal or external or both and I, I was approached by this firm not too long ago about building my coaching and consulting practice. I'm like, I think it's doing pretty good. Um, and they're like, well, we can have your schedule packed. That's the ideal to have a back-to-back -back schedule all day long. I'm like, well, most of the work I do for my clients comes from the ideas I get when I'm contemplating their issues away from doing something, not when I'm doing something. Yeah. So I don't think I'm adding as much value if I don't take time. And I know in, in the field of systems thinking, which um, became more popular when Peter Sinji wrote The Fifth Discipline. And that, that was a while back, but I think systems thinking is really powerful. It's a lot of weight given to time to reflect and reflect on, reflect on the issues, study things as a system, and then step back and reflect on it. And that's when the ideas come to you. But I don't think in our, our daily world where people have an average of six to seven hours a day of screen time, that people are taking enough time to look in their own internal screen instead. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm -hmm. extremely important. Um, so you you do work with, with teaching groups and also individual coaching, is that right? So what kind yeah, of, I, you, well, I was gonna ask you for some practical steps that you might take a client or a group through that could apply to our listeners who want to increase their intuition, their ability to reflect, their ability to access their creativity and their inspiration. Absolutely. I would love to share something. And, and I have, um, just for your listeners, I love that you said your inner screen because I have a free meditation on my website called a home screen meditation and it activates your inner screen um, where you can, you know, connect with yourself, your inner child, your guides, whoever you'd like, you can get that place and do, do inner work through this practice. So that's free on my website for whoever wants to go and access that. And, and I also want to say what you were saying before, I loved it so much that 
you, you know, taking that break and taking that step away and that rest, um, how important that is for your creativity, but it's also what makes a great leader, right? When you, when you're leading, not from an activated place, but from a centered, um, a centered, like wise place of connection to yourself, where you feel secure, where you feel strong in yourself first, and then other people will want to follow you, follow you. Um, and you'll gain other people's trust by doing that. I agree hundred percent. So, okay. So can I, can I lead us in a little exercise? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Should we warn so people is... who might be driving or operating heavy machinery that you shouldn't listen to this part while they're doing that? Yeah. Pause, pause this until you get home. If you're driving a car um, and then you can do it at home. This is a really amazing exercise because it's going to show you how your intuition speaks to you because it speaks to us differently to everyone differently it has a specific language so for some of us that guidance might come through um, through our bodies like we'll be at the grocery store and we'll want to just reach for something right it might just be mm -hmm. sort of like a magnet feeling but for others it might be we might hear a, like a voice or we might see colors when something is right or not right mm -hmm. so for your community they're making decisions all day long that are really important. And what I like to do is, um, because I'm a to-do list kind of person, once a week I sit down with all the things that are going on with my business and in my life. And I ask my into, I meditate, get into a meditative state. And then I, I go through the list to feel any guidance on each of the things. And I, my brain might say, this one thing is priority number one, but once I connect with my intuition, I might I might get redirected to a different route. And this this technique has never failed me. Um, it's helped me save my time, save my energy, made it so that I can do more of the things I love, but also build the most amazing business I could have ever dreamed. Okay. So so this exercise it's going to be a little meditation. So like I said, if you're driving, you can pause it. Um, and then we're just going to come into our bodies and take a breath. Just notice like our sit bones on the chair, our feet on the ground, noticing like any sensations we might have on our skin, like our clothes. I kind of sometimes like to, you know, take my fingers and and touch my legs just to bring my attention to to that place and just notice it. I'm going to just take a couple breaths in through the nose. Hold out through the mouth. And with, with every exhale, we're letting go of any to-dos. There's nothing we have to do. Just be here in this moment for the next few minutes. We can let go of all of our thoughts, all of the things we're holding on to. If we're meant to do them, they will still be there. <laughs> we don't need to hold on to them. Now, 
You can imagine in front of you, I'd love for you to imagine in front of you a body of water. And it might be natural, it might be man-made, it might be flowing, it might be still. However it appears to you, just notice it. For me, I see a beautiful lake. And now we're gonna get, we're gonna experience this um, intuitive place by using our intuitive senses. So you can, you're, right now you're seeing this water perhaps. See if you can notice the, the ripples or the light on the water. Notice any plants or animals. And then you can see if you can smell the water or the air, fresh, clean air. You can feel the breeze on your skin. You can hear the, the sound of the water lapping. Great job. So this is an excellent um, way to activate your intuition and to connect with it. What we're doing is we're using our senses to become present and we're focusing on our attention on a beautiful experience. Um, and that allows any sort of mental things to, to fall away because our attention is focused on this beautiful experience. So on the count of three, we're gonna take a breath One, two, and on three, you can jump or dive into the water. <sighs> Let out a sigh. Let the water cover you from head to toe. Feel the water on your skin. Might be cool, might be warm. So this is, this is one of the ways I like to teach to activate your intuition. And all of you who are listening, your intuition is now activated. You're in this beautiful space where you can call in insight, guidance, ideas, perspectives. And, and the exercise we're going to do is we're going to discover our intuitive yes and no. We're going to discover how that feels for us outside of our thoughts. So first I'm going to call in, please express to me what my intuitive yes is. And you can say that to yourself if you'd like, or you can just allow it to come in. Please express to me what an intuitive yes is. You might feel warmth. You might see things. You might smell things. It's going to be really subtle. Remember, intuitive information is subtle. Whatever you notice, whatever little things you notice, just make a, a note of great work. Now, let's bring in a no. So please express to me what an intuitive no feels like in my body. What does a no feel like when something's a no? For me, when something's not in my highest good to do, how does that feel in my body? Remember, it can come through as any of your senses. Whatever you notice is right. Might be really subtle. And, and now let's bring in the yes again. So please express to me what that yes feels like. What does an intuitive yes feel like for me? 
Amazing. So now you can make a note um, on a piece of paper or somewhere what your yes, what you noticed with your yes and what you noticed with your no. Because it's so subtle that it takes practice to begin to recognize it when it comes up in our daily life. So it's really important to write it down and say, my yes, I felt warmth, I felt expanded, I felt good. My no, I felt heaviness, I felt tightness, I felt density. These are common things that people notice. And going forward, when you have to make decisions, I encourage you to try to connect with this. So take a few breaths and see which one gives you that warmth, which option gives you that warmth. And if an option gives you that density or the heaviness or whatever you notice for your no, you can start to trust that. Even if your brain is saying, oh, but it'll give you more money or, oh, it'll give you, you know, oh, it's what you should do, right? If you feel that, no, you can start to trust it and see what happens and what other doors are waiting to open for you. I love that. So Chris, would you like, would you like to share what your yes and no was? Did you get some? Uh, yes. Yes. My intuition just said, yes, I should share that. Um, as I recognized it because it was the lifting feeling to my right and the visual field would go up and to the right and the no was more of a pushing down and back feeling on my left and my visual field would go down and to the left. So I got kind wow. of a visual kinesthetic representation, if that makes sense. Oh, cool. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in this stuff. Yes, it's like, I think we've gotten to be too much of a, um, for lack of a better term, I know it's not an exact model, it's just a model, but right or left-brained, logical, always engaged in thinking consciously as a society and not as much with a heart-based, emotional, open to, and it's really, it's like the two wings of the bird, isn't it? The logic and the imagination, logic and the creativity. Yeah. You have to have both. Yeah, you, you do, you do, but you don't want to overuse one, you know, because that just, that doesn't help you, right? It just burns you out. And and when you have that them both in balance together, it's actually, you know, so efficient, to use your intuition. It's so efficient. It's such an efficient time management tool because you're not, you're not wasting your energy um, doing things that might not, that aren't serving you or that might not pan out down the road. Like for an example is um, you might ask, should I do this podcast? And you might get a no and not know why. And then so you say yes, because your brain says say yes. And then you might find out that the, it gets canceled down the line. So you wasted this energy preparing because it's going to get canceled. So, so that's the kind of information that your intuition has access to, um, to really support you in being really efficient and creating the life of, and business of your dreams. And it's more of a whole system point of view. You're getting information from new places that a lot of people yeah. just aren't used to out of habit, but my understanding is you do training to help people do that. And you can do that in with the groups, say if an organization wanted to train their leaders on intuition or an individual who would seek you out. So I'm going to ask you a couple of things. And first is, 
what are the number or the top three things that you would recommend somebody listening to this podcast who's waking up to the need to get more intuitive do for themselves in that direction that they can do right away and secondly what's the best way for people to reach out and get a hold of you and to the listener i'm going to put links to emma's website and her instagram page on the um, episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com if you're listening on an app it's linked to any episode description so number one top three awesome, things yeah. number two how to reach you the top three things for someone who's just sort of opening their eyes and thinking i think there's more to life than than what i've been living the most important things are to practice trusting so like what we just did in that exercise together that was practicing trusting. We, 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 we connected with that yes and no. And so what you can do going forward when you're making decisions, when you're at the grocery store, just simple everyday decisions. You know, it doesn't have to be big business decisions yet. Start with the little things and start trusting your intuition. You know, maybe it's what kind of fruit to get and you're in the grocery store and see which one gives you that pull to your right or the pull to your left and, and getting it and trusting it and listening to it. So starting that practice. And then what's also important is um, finding people around you that like you for you and that really want to build you up and they want you to expand and you to grow. Um, because when you're just waking up to this, it, it can be kind of um, overwhelming uh, because a lot of the relationships that we have are based in basically acts that we play, um, personas that we put on because we think that's how we should be or what people like us to be. So some people may be um, not so good for you to be friends with anymore or in partnership with anymore and that's something that just comes from you growing and expanding so find the people that really want that expansion for you that support that change for you that aren't like oh no stay in your job stay how you were you know don't ask questions you don't need those people in your life anymore find the people that are like yeah this is scary but I'm here for it and I'm here for you so surround yourself with that and you can you can follow me on Instagram if you if you don't have many people like that and I'll be your person <laughs> and I'll cheer you on and you can um, join my community and um, and then the third thing is yeah practicing trusting building that community and and stepping forward into towards the things that make you happy and bring you joy and discovering more things that bring you happy and focusing on those because the things that make you happy and bring you joy um, are always going to be supportive for you. They're always going to be beneficial for you. And they're always connected to your highest good. Um, they're always aligned with that. So, so yeah, filling your life with things that make you happy and, and um, honoring yourself in that way. That's awesome. And what would be the best way for and to reach out to you? Um, you can go to my website. It's Emma and then a dash Andrews.com. And that's where you can sign up for my, for, to have an intuitive session or mediumship session with me. And also on my website, you can find my courses, my in-person classes, and also my online classes, my 
course, um, I have a course called the intuitive method and that's uh, uh, annual intuition development training that I do. And we're going to start again in January with that. So if you'd like to keep exploring this and have a community around you, that's a great way to um, be consistently supported and learn together um, with, a, with an amazing group of people. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Emma R-E-W-S. Fantastic, Emma. I'm going to link to all this on the episode page. Of course, it has been great Having you on Thought Leadership Studio, you've given our listeners a perspective I think is very important to respect intuition, inspiration, that which comes from the unconscious mind that we might not be able to wrap, wrap our rational minds around, but might be even more important in many ways. Yes, and, and, and please let me know if you practice some of this, if you start walking down this path, if you start applying these these tools or this exploration to your personal life or your business, please let me know. I'd love to know what works for you and the changes that you experience in your life. Fantastic. Thought Leadership Studio. So thanks again for listening to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, and this has been episode 56, Embracing Intuition and Unveiling Inner Magic with Emma Andrews. And I hope you found Emma's insights as helpful as I did. So if you are listening on an app, make sure you go to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. It is linked to in the episode description. It's got a partial transcript, a little picture story, highlighting different threads of the episode, and links to various free resources, like the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership, a free PDF to help you with the building blocks of your own thought leadership. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thought Leadership Studio.